my message this moment is speaking to the fig tree. Did you hear me? Media, I'll write it later, but just put it up there. Speaking to the fig tree. It will be very quick and short. Just pay attention. I will just give you the main thing. And what I'm going to do mostly is more of give you a punch line. What I call a punch line. And that you will take it and use it for the prayer session. Because we're going to have a serious prayer session. Praise the Lord. Amen. I'll start from... I'll start from verse verse 19. When evening came, they would go out of the city. That's Jesus and his uh, disciples. As they were passing by in the morning, they saw the fig tree withered from the roots up. Amen. Being reminded, Peter said to him, Rabbi, Look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered. And Jesus answered, saying to them, Have faith in God. Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be taken up and cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believe that what he says is going to happen, it will be granted him. Hallelujah. That's the main thing I really want us to look at. These are one of the most simplest instructions in the Bible. Amen? Amen. Um, Therefore, I say to you, all things for which you pray and ask, believe that you have received them and they will be granted you. And there are two parts to that to the truth there. There are two parts. I'll show you the two parts. One is a divine principle. The other is the application. Are you ready? Actually, there are three parts. <laughs> Praise the Lord. The first part is the revelation of faith. That's the, the spiritual reality. Amen. That's the first part. And the um, second part is a divine principle. Third part is the application. And that's what we're going to do tonight. We'll start it tonight, but we won't finish tonight. I mean, in terms of application, you will take that home. Is that clear? All right. I've thought out of this scripture many years, many times over the years in this congregation, and I don't think I should be tired of it. How many parts did I tell you? Three. You want to see them, right? What was the first part? Spiritual reality, amen? Revelation, which of a spiritual reality, which, and I tell you, you will receive that, you perceive that by, and by what? Faith, amen? Second one was a what? A divine principle. A divine principle. What does, uh, I mean, uh, spiritual reality calls for what? Faith. What does spiritual, uh, the divine principle call for? Belief. Belief. It calls for belief. Are you following now? And the third part is what? Application. Is that correct? The application is that exercise of your belief. All right. So let's go back. What verse? 
And now, let me give you the background. You know the background. I believe you know the background. They were coming to that city, and um, Jesus saw a fig tree. Long story short, cursed the fig tree. Are you following? When he cursed the fig tree, the fig tree was still standing. As much as I could see. The leaves were still green. The trunk was still not, no change. And that has a lot to do with the things we deal with. <laughs> so, fig tree stood. Praise God. Now, when he opened his mouth to cause the fig tree, he set up a spiritual reality. Praise God. We had a word about words, right? When Jesus cursed that fig tree, what came out of Jesus' mouth? What did he release? These words. What was in those words? Eh? Things. What particular thing in this case? Eh? Power. You all are right. But there's something I'm looking for. Eh? Are you sure? You're changing your mind now. That's the problem. She's right. Death came out. Things, yes. With power, yes. Death. What did you want out of the victory? Death. So the spiritual reality there was what? Death. Did you see it? Okay. What was the problem with the disciples? Anybody knows? Unbelief, yes. How did they express the unbelief? You're right. How did they express the unbelief? They were surprised? It was what? They were not surprised, if that be the case. Oh, they were surprised after. But I'm talking about initially. It was still there. They were surprised later. You're right. But it was still there. So what was their problem? Huh? They were using the physical eyes. To see what they should use the eyes of faith to look at. Are you, are you, are you following? Eh? Very good. Some of you didn't get it. He released death. And death is a spiritual reality. Huh? Unless he does his work, you can't see it with the physical eyes. That was the problem. Praise God. And also, since that death came out of his mind. They didn't see death immediately. So, they went by. Why? What's the problem? They were using physical eyes for something that's meant to be seen by faith. How do I know? What did they look at? They looked at the leaves. The leaves were still green. As green as they were before Jesus spoke. Is that correct? They were still green. Hallelujah. Amen. So that was the problem. If we want to see a living tree today, all of us go out there, we see green leaves. Is that not correct? Amen. And um, here it's a little tricky. Sometimes there may be green leaves, but it's dead. Most of the trees you see on the street, they have no roots. You wait for a little hurricane. A little wind. You know, there was a tornado in Queens last night. A little tornado. Most of these trees on the streets have no roots. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, that's the problem. How does it apply to us? 
most of the things we relate with will use our physical senses. Am I making sense now? The problems that we are dealing with tonight, whatever need in our life, whatever problems and whatever challenges in our lives, hear me, praise the Lord. What's our primary, primary means of relating with them? Physical senses. To the extent that when God moves, because we are tied up to the physical senses, we don't see the move of God. Am, am I making sense here? So God had moved in the words of Jesus, but they didn't see it because the tree was still standing, the leaves were still green. Praise the Lord. But the spiritual reality known as death had gone into the tree, and the tree had died. Praise the Lord. But because they could not perceive that with their physical senses immediately, they were still counting the tree as alive, and they were going. Am I making sense here? All right, so that's the first part. So spiritual reality. So here's what happened. Amen? Verse 19. When evening came, they would go out of the city. As they were passing by in the morning, praise the Lord. So that meant, means that the three thing was caused in the evening, and they expected it to die right away. But you know that trees die from the roots. And the roots were under the ground. Where physical eyes cannot see. Praise the Lord. Amen. The realities you are looking for tonight, they are under the ground. They are there. Praise God. Our eyes will be open tonight as we pray. Are you all hearing me? All right. Moving on. Let's see what's happening. I'm being reminded. Peter said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has what? Withered. Jesus was not looking for the sign known as withering. He knew when he cursed it. Let me say this to you, which I've said for so many years. How many of you know that when infectious disease comes into a human body, it could take, that's what we call prodromal signs. I don't know. Is that what they still call it now? I know you're an infectious disease uh, guy here. In- incubation period and then that prodromal period before the, the symptoms come up, the incubation period and all that. Praise the Lord. So when death went into that tree, it had some incubation period. Things in the spirit do have some incubation period. A baby in the womb has an incubation period. Sometimes when he came out too early, they put him back in an incubation period. <laughs> That's why they say to you, mom, go we keep the baby in the incubation. No, 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 he rushed out of the womb. We have an artificial womb here. Okay, come on now. Come on. Praise the Lord. Amen. So, they were looking for the withering before they know. So, when sickness starts, some people don't know that sickness can stay in the body. And they only know when they are, that they are sick when they begin to have signs. Things begin to wither. Praise the Lord. Are you sleeping? Say not now. Amen. Praise God. Are you hearing me? So, they were surprised that he has withered. Praise God. So, how, how do you see a withering? By faith? Physical senses. They were still tied to the physical senses. 
After we pray tonight, you can't wait for the withering to know that something happened. That's all I'm saying. Is, is that acceptable? You can't wait for physical manifestations. No, when you receive, physical, physical manifestations must come. And I'll show you something here. Are you following that? So we're dealing with the first one. So you have to reorientate yourself. How do you perceive things? Please don't throw away your physical senses. You need them to get through the highways and the byways. All right? <laughs> please, please, please. Don't go and rebuke your physical senses. Don't. You need them. God gave them to us. They are not evil. Our problem is that we misappropriate them. Praise the Lord. All right. Moving on. What's the next word? And, um, and Jesus answered, saying to him, have faith in God. You notice that? What he's telling them, use your sense of faith. Aha. Did you see that? We are told that they were in what? Unbelief. Amen. But he's telling them here, use your sense of faith. You should have seen that he had died the moment I caused it. Why didn't you see that? That's what Jesus was telling Peter. You should have used your sense of faith. I cast it. Do you know that that cursing of the fig tree, which gift of the Holy Spirit does it belong to? Come on, somebody. I taught you these things. Remember varieties of gifts. I gave that message years ago. I have it. My librarian is back from Belize. Come on. Amen. What is the gift of the Holy Spirit there? The cursing of the fig tree. Is the gift of faith. It was the exercise of the gift of faith which resulted in the workings of miracle. Okay. So Jesus excised faith. He expected them to follow his action by their own faith. But they failed. Tonight, we will open our mouths and curse things and speak words that have realities in them. I'm encouraging you to see them with the eyes of faith. Don't wait for the middle of the week or one week from now before you get excited about it. No, you get excited now, Brother Julius. Amen? Are you hearing me? Praise the Lord. You get excited. Didn't we say we love the Lord because he hears us? We are not waiting to see results before we love the Lord. Woo! Praise the Lord. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. Have faith in God. Now, he told them, so we finished with the first part, spiritual reality. And how are we supposed to real, deal with, relate with spiritual reality? Faith. So we are moving on now. Are you ready to move on with me? Let's go to the second part. What's the second part? Believe. First, divine principle, which you have to relate. It calls for what? Belief. Watch. Watch. It says, truly I say to you, Amen, amen. That's an oath word. That's a covenant. Jesus, being God, didn't have to uh, 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 precede his words by truly, truly. But when he does it, it's because people would think that it's too good to be true. A lot of God's principles sound too good to be true. Praise the Lord. Amen, amen. Amen? I say to you, whoever says to this mountain... Be taken up and cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart. But notice that, but what? Believe that, be persuaded that what he says is going to happen. It will be granted him. Did you see the principle? 
Okay, let me tell you and one of the things I've said to you in the past about principles, and I want to remind you. Anybody remember? I don't have to be saying. Anybody remembers the things I said to you about divine principles? Come on. Nobody's name is put there. Did you see anybody's name there? In place of anybody's name, what did you say? What did you see? Whosoever. You don't have, whether you're a pastor or not. Apostle or apostled. Oh, come on, you don't understand. That's, these are things God taught me in my closet, and I'm sharing with you. Nobody's name is ever put there. You know why God did that? As many as whosoever. God, did God, did the word say that God is no respecter of persons? You don't walk out here and say, well, I'm not an apostle, I'm not even a pastor. Uh, let me see if God is gonna, going to hear my prayer. Anyway, and this is how some of you think. Now, God has to start with the pastors first and deal with them. And then he deals with the ministers. And then, little me. And then, I wait. Well, if it doesn't come, somebody say to you, and somebody will say to you, you know, your miracle is on the way. They say, my sister, that's what I know. It wasn't today. God is going to meet you one of these days. He said, that's what I believe. It's not true. Whoever. It's laid out for everybody. God is no respecter of persons. Can I have an, a big amen? Yeah. Whoever shall speak to this what? Ooh. What's mountain there? What's the meaning of mountain in that context? Huh? A pro- circumstances. Problems. Huh? Situations. Situations. Huh? Obstacles. Hindrances. But I like the word somebody used here. Uh, when they are on the level of impossibility. You know you can have any of these things and they are not impossible. Do you understand what I'm saying? It is all these things ratcheted up to the degree of their impossibility. Hmm. <laughs> Let me tell you. The principles of God's word is like bulldozer. When it comes against Anything that is contrary to the will of God, it crushes it. So it's looking for a driver. Am I speaking to someone? Let me say that again. Maybe you submit your application. The principles of God are like what? Bulldozers. (laughs) I feel like dancing. Let me say that again. The principles of of the word of God, are like what? Buddhists. When they confront any of those things we talked about, problems, right? They make a mess of them. They are only looking for drivers. The whosoever there is an advertisement is we are hiring wanted bulldozer drivers. Oh, no. Am I making sense? All right. Whoever will do what? Speak to what? This mountain. You think the tree is anything? This mountain. No, seriously. If I tell the strongest guy here, choose between Buddhism and mountain to uplift one for me. Which one do you think they will choose? Huh? No, choose between a tree and a mountain to lift up. The tree. But Jesus said, leave the tree alone. It's simple. 
Don't be too excited that I cost a tree. Come on. What is tree? No, I have bigger obstacles that you can deal with. Did you understand? And he didn't say, oh, come, let me show you. I can also cause it. He said, no. Now that you have seen me cause a tree, you can even do much more than a tree. Whosoever. In some of us, we say, Jesus, don't go. Please come and cause this mountain. Yeah, see, you cause the tree. Come, come. There's a mountain in my mother's backyard. Come and cause it for me. He knew they could do that. He said, no. Whosoever will say to what? This mountain. Be what? Be removed. And be what? Cast where? Into the sea. See, there's a two sides to it. A negative and a positive. Amen? And does what? Does, does not that. The, I told you when I was teaching series on faith. The moment you deal with doubt consciously, you're on the way to victory and trial. And does not doubt in his heart. But What? But believes, but is persuaded. Come on, praise the Lord. But is what? Persuaded that what he has said uh, will come to pass. What will happen? It shall, the one version says, it shall be granted him. The other version says, it shall happen. I love both. Uh, are you following? If you look at the situation, it says, it shall be granted him. He didn't say who will grant it. In other words, it could be the father who's holding the thing. The father is much more willing to grant it. But you say, oh, it's not the father who's loving. It's the devil, that wicked person. <laughs> it will be easier even. He has no choice. The devil knows to respect God's principle. You know there was a woman who acted on this in the Bible. Remember? Remember the widow? Remember the widow? The person who had her thing was the wicked judge. Who did not fear God and did not respect man. But the woman was persuaded. Oh, come on. Woo! The woman went to the judge. After about two or three visits, she said, Woman, come. Don't come back. Because you are beating me beneath my eye. You are giving me a blue eye. Come, come, come. What do you want? <laughs> say, I need my, my, my inheritance. My divine person say, Take. I'm not giving it to you because I love you. I'm giving it to you because... You understand divine principle, and you're wearing me out. So don't come back to my house. Take, go. <laughs> Moses did it in Egypt. Pharaoh said, come, 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 come. You have worn me out. Take your people, hoof, everything, go. Moses said, excuse me, sir. He said, no, no, go, go, go. Before Moses turned to the women, the women were looking for what to go with. The women of the Egyptian of Egypt, we are giving them, say, take everything and go. Do you understand? Do you understand? Tonight we will act on this principle. Oh no, you didn't hear me. I said, tonight we will act on what? This principle. Deal with doubt before I finish talking. I, oh, sorry, I didn't tell you. You will write your prayer points. I'm serious. You will go home with them after we pray. You will follow them and be checking them out. All you owe the Lord is testimony right here. Did you hear me? Okay. Did you see the principle now? Don't doubt. Be persuaded that it will happen. It shall be granted you. Hmm? All right. Did you see the principle? Okay. What's the next line? What does the next line say? Application. Watch. Therefore, listen to that. That's 
Usual applications in the New Testament begin with a therefore or wherefore. Amen? Therefore, I say to you, now he's, he's putting name. Did you see that? Now he's putting what? Names on it. The first, the, the line before, no name was on it. It's because it was the divine principle. Now he is demanding the people who are hearing him. He said, Peter, John, who else? Ngozi, okay, that's good. He's taking it from me, so I can't continue. She's, she should have waited until I finished, but she, she couldn't wait. Put your name there. Now, I say to you, put your name there. Praise the Lord. You see? All things. How many things? Amen. I like that, the way she took it. <laughs> put her name there. You have to. Therefore, I say to you, all things for which you pray and ask. Did you notice that? Believe that you will receive. No, have received. And they will be granted you. Did you notice that is specific? The line before wasn't specific. But this one now is specific. That is us right now. Is that a breakdown there? Did you see the breakdown of the word there? All right. Therefore, application. Brethren, it's application time. Amen. Did you see the, like, like that, right? And you're applying the principle is your actual believing. Can I say that again? You're applying. You cannot claim to have believed God's word unless you apply it, especially the principle. In your life, in the circumstances. All right. Did that make sense? All right. Therefore, I say to you, now is moving beyond tree and mountain. <laughs> Those were examples. You can tell the Lord, oh, I don't have a mountain in my house, so that's not my problem. You may say, my 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 in-law is the problem. Oh, my mom is the problem. My dad is the problem. My son is the problem. But the problem is uh, Con Edison. The problem is my job. It doesn't matter. All things. Amen? For which you pray and ask. Listen to that. When you are praying. Amen? Believe. Be persuaded that you have what? Received. When do you receive? That's my question. You know that is when you pray. Praying is receiving. You don't finish praying and you start waiting to receive. That's not the Lord's understanding of it. Are, are you following? Let me say this to you. Praying is receiving. Amen? Praying is one of the ways you receive. It's the primary way you receive. Amen? Amen. And it's believing. Are you, are you following? And you know, remember we used to have a mat. Huh? To believe is to what? Receive. Praying is the way you believe. You believe with your mouth. When you pray, you pray, believe that, be persuaded as you pray that you have received. That those are not my words. It's the lost word. And what will happen? And you will have. 
Some version say, and you will have. And he say, and they shall be granted you. It's the same thing. And you will what? Have. Having is experience. It's physical and experiential. Are you, are, you, are you following? The widow, for instance. You know why she went to the judge? And why she was talking to the judge? She knew she had. She has received. God had given her, but the judge was sitting on it. Are you following? Okay. After she got through with the judge, she had. Are we ready? Okay. So let me put this line for you. You will never forget this. We receive by praying in belief. We receive by praying in belief. And we have, (laughs) and we have when we act in belief. We receive by praying what? In belief. And we have, we touch it. It comes to our doorpost, to our address. We experience it. When we what? Act. In belief. What does that mean? After praying this morning, you're going to go home to act. You're going to go to work on Monday to act. You're going to go to the bank to act. You are going to act. What? Because after we pray, your attitude is changed. Is conditioned. Your new acting will be based on the fact that you have prayed. Is that clear? Let's stand. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Write your prayer points before, if you have not done that, write your prayer points. Tonight, we are going to focus primarily